0: Monday. Welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top rated sportsbook app. Be sure to like, subscribe, leave us a five star review wherever you get your podcast. I'm Johnny Venerable, joined by Bo Brock live at the PHNX studios in downtown Phoenix. And Bo, we've had roughly 24 hours to digest yet another home loss for the Arizona Cardinals. Where does everything stand here on a Monday?
1: No man, it's uh, it was a stinker, right? And Cliff Kingsbury in less than twenty four hours is he feels like he's on to Carolina already. He took a page out of Bill Belichick's playbook, and probably the only thing that they can share is the on to Cincinnati cliche. He's on to Carolina. Cliff Kingsbury said he's he's he strongly believes that if this Arizona Cardinals team can even things up at two and two, they're in a pretty strong position. And I mean, lo- we looked at this this schedule before the season and you kind of started to do the wins and losses and a murderer's row that it was in the first three games out of the gate, if they can get to 2-2, two and two, yeah, things will look a lot better. I mean, and just like after the Raiders game, a dub is something that can fix a lot of the things that are ailing the Arizona Cardinals. We've got some injury updates, but look, this team needs to play better football. They continue to press on coming out and playing a little bit faster, getting off to better starts, and we haven't seen that through three weeks so far, no points in the first quarter so it, look actions are gonna have to be louder than words here with this cardinals team going forward because nobody's buying in now to the press uh clippings that are coming out of tempe or glendale
0: love this low tone component we just want good football right and i think that's where many of the fans are at at this point like bruce Arians used to win ugly this team would we'll just take a dub anyway we can get it blake duffield in the comments man it's disappointing that we had, meaning the Cardinals, the edge in yards, time of possession, and still didn't come away with a win. Defense bailed out, and we shut them out, and yet still took the L. Ben, uh, what's up, boys? That's a rough one. Hopefully, we can get it together next week. I like the optimistic approach and keep that winning streak against Baker and finally take down Carolina. And, and that's where a lot of our focus is going to be as we progress throughout the week. We're hoping to bring on some special gets to be able to provide some insight maybe as to why Carolina is so good against the Cardinals with Matt Rule. But I think, Bo, going back to the struggles of the first quarter for this team, that to me is is the most shocking part offensively. Defensively, we all knew it might have been ugly to start the year. The offense was going to have to carry the workload. And what do you say to the fans that are like, well, you're supposed to open up games scripted. That should be your, their, your best plays, right? Those should be the plays that you feel like you have the most confidence in, 10 to 12 p- play drives. It feels like the scripted plays for the Cardinals – are not working. And then the Cardinals are forced to adjust. Kyler Murray has to play backup or catch up. I should say hero ball late in the games. Like it's, it's opposite of how it should work. Isn't it?
1: Yeah, I'm just going to, so, uh, we're undergoing some technical difficulties here. I'm having a tough time here Johnny. So Johnny's going to have to take over as we figure out what's going on here in studio. No we'll be problem. right back with you guys.
0: Let's get some more comments here. So, who is it an indictment of that we always come out of the gate slow, Cliff or the team not being prepared? Folks, I would say Blake, it is it is on Cliff. It's the head coach that's his job to get the team ready to go. Like we can complain about Steve Kime. we can complain about, about Vance Joseph. When you're the head coach, you are the CEO of the team, right? You're involved. You've got your fingers in everything. You look at a team like Jacksonville that for 24 months, Was the laughingstock of the NFL. They get the right coach in there with Doug Peterson. It's a different operation overnight. Largely the same players. And I think that's what's frustrating Bo Brock as he returns to the show. Cliff Kingsbury does not have this team ready to go every Sunday. And I was mentioning earlier, Bo, the best offense really for a lot of teams is that scripted 10 to 12 plays at the beginning of the game. The Cardinals... That, that's not working. I, I have no idea how to defend Cliff on that.
1: Right, it's tough. It's tough to to defend Cliff Kingsbury in that situation where he, he's supposed to be this offensive guru, guru and, and his offense comes flat out of the gates each and every game. But I will say this. I, I don't see a whole lot of execution from the players out there. And it's not Cliff Kingsbury on third and two on the opening drive forcing Kyler Murray to throw the ball to A.J. Green at 34 years old against one of the best or the best corner in the league in Jalen Ramsey. I mean, when you've got Zach Ertz streaking across the field who's got a first down, and you can move the chains. Like, I, and, and throughout the game yesterday, Johnny, I mean, it, it, Ertz was included in this. A.J. Green included in this. James Conner, Eno Benjamin, Andy Isabella on that third down play where he stopped running his route. It's lack of execution from these players. And the coaching staff should take some blame for that as well. Look, I I just don't understand the disconnect right now. But I think that – and I've I've felt this way at the end of last season. I thought that there were a lot of plays that were left out on the field, and it was a lack of execution for the most part by the guys – who the 11 guys out there going for the Arizona Cardinals on offense or on defense. Smash the like button
0: if you're watching on YouTube. Greatly appreciated. More comments here. A lot of people on the Sean Payton bandwagon. Hey, listen – I, I I don't discredit that idea. Let's just maybe wait October, November, December, reassess where this team is. I don't think this team is even close, Bull Brock, as we talked about in the postgame yesterday, to firing Cliff Kingsbury. Cliff Kingsbury is a 500 coach right now in the NFL. He's got a chance to even his team out at 500 this Sunday. And I look at a team like Philadelphia, right? And they fast-tracked their rebuild. They're a contender. They made the playoffs last year. And I know people maybe not want to hear this. How'd they do that? They beat all the teams they were supposed to beat. They didn't win any games at... You know, maybe as an underdog, they, they went 9-8. and eight. They made the playoffs, right? Cardinals are going to need to pull something like that out of their ass this season. That right now, because they, they do not stack up well with the L.A. Rams, who were admittedly not at their best yesterday. But you take care of business. Again, we talked about it. Seahawks, Atlanta, Carolina. Suddenly, there's a lot of winnable games. The Chargers are falling apart, and the Cardinals get them. In November, that yeah. team may be done by then. We're talking about the Denver Broncos. They can't score points. Cardinals get them in December. Like, I, I just want to pump the brakes out of everything. Teams are losing critical players, right, mm-hmm. that you cannot replace. The Cardinals are without those players for obvious reasons, a la Hopkins, that they will get back. So I I feel like this is the first time where you can say to the fan base, I know Cliff's been bad late, late in years dating back to Texas Tech, but there is reason to be hopeful given the reinforcements and given that a lot of these teams, there's no great team in the NFC. Like I love Philadelphia. This still, I I would rather have Kyler Murray than Jalen hurts. And what is their, what is their coach ever proved in the NFL? Like every game is winnable. It's just, can they execute?
1: I mean, take a look at the green Bay Packers, Tampa Bay Buccaneers game. That it was a shit box game 14 to 12. There was no offense from two hall of fame quarterbacks and like, there's probably nobody calling for the head of of the play callers there, taking as much shots as Cliff Kingsbury. And I'm not giving Cl- Cliff Kingsbury a no, pass. No, no. I mean, what he said today was he would rather face adversity now than down the road. And, and sure. there, there's some truth to that. But like, like I, I mean, a, a dub right now would be another defibrillator uh, shock to life for this for this team. As, I, as yeah. I I skipped ahead of a word that I was gonna just botch myself but no, I mean, it would it, it would yeah because right now this offense is on life support and it needs to be shocked back to life yeah. and, and we just saw how two solid quarters of play in an overtime can get you back in the good graces your fan base and can get the confidence back in that locker room but look it has to there has to be a proper week of preparation as well I mean that comes with this coaching staff having the right plan and the right plan out of the gates it's not, you know, give credit to them to come out and play a little bit better in the second half because they've done that so far the last two games. Uh, but look, they they do have to buck this. And we've seen like the recipe for success for Cliff Kingsbury coach teams is is good starts. I mean, if you look at the how they started the season 7-0, and it was the team coming out of the gate, you know, forcing turnovers, getting sacks, and then the offense and Kyler Murray capitalizing on that. We just haven't seen that brand of football for far too damn long.
0: Yeah, and I think, you know, if you're if you're the person that's telling me Cliff bad at the beginning of the season, we're not going to get you know him changing who he is late. You have every reason to think that we're never going to come on this show, on this podcast and tell you how to think. And, and if we want to go off facts right now, this team hasn't been a good team since last early December. But I also know they've lost one road game in the past 18 months, and that was to the Detroit Lions when they basically mailed it in. Like there is reason to be optimistic. They have covered an outright won every game as a road dog in, I think, almost 20 months. So they're, they're an underdog this weekend, two and a half against Carolina. You know, history says they're going to win this game. Now, will yeah. they? I don't know. We're going to talk about it throughout the duration of the week. Marcus in the chat, offense is supposed to be our strength. I agree. Regardless of no Hopkins, we're in the bottom tier statistically. Well, here's what I'll say. Uh, we talked about it yesterday. Rondell Moore was a big piece of what they wanted to do. He yeah. was up and gone after the Thursday, the last Thursday practice, right? A.J. Green, like you, uh, you can convince me. They made a gross, negligent error by bringing him back. We talked about it in March when they did it. However, they added Hollywood Brown. And Hopkins hadn't been suspended yet. And you had Rondell Moore. So he was almost like insurance. He wasn't going to play a ton this year. You had Zach Ertz in the fold. It wasn't like last year when he was your wide receiver, two to begin the season. But we fast forward and injuries have compounded everything and suspensions have compounded everything. And now you have to put AJ Green back in a position where he's starting and getting a large amount of targets, and he's terrible, and he's washed, and then he gets hurt. Like the offense, I'm not giving it a pass because it cannot look this nep when you have Kyler Murray at quarterback. But when you take away all these pieces, this is what you're left with.
1: Yeah, I mean, Father Time is inevitable. He 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 got AJ Green. Got him. He's done. He's toast. It's over. It's done and and i was one of those that say hey this is a uh, is this a savvy signing bring him back after 800 plus yards three touchdowns i thought that in in the correct role not wide receiver 1/2 slash two for this offense but more like wide receiver 3 or 4 just to make plays when when other you know your top wide receivers are rolling that's the best fit but look i mean he's he's been looked upon the last 2 weeks for big plays he's made one of them he's made yeah. one and, and and there's it's it's probably five or six opportunities to do that. It's just it, it's not enough. You're not seeing the consistency. You're seeing the rust. You're seeing the, the the zero benefit of how they conducted training camp in the preseason. And this team is playing catch up, and they now have zero margin for error going forward because it's regardless of how down the NFC is, you you still have to win football games, and you have to win football games against teams that you should beat the upcoming Sunday week four uh, which I did notice that it's actually going to be Cardinals don't have to play an early game it's actually at one o'clock AZ time Um, they're going to be taking on you know Baker Mayfield something's going to have to give as far as how Carolina operates here they won six straight against the Cardinals but Baker Mayfield's 0-2 against against Kyler Murray we'll see what gives there come Sunday but you got to get that dub I mean it's what the Cardinals right now are me telling my wife I'm going to the gym and I'm going to get in shape for the first time in, in ever, right? It's like you can say, you can say all the right things. Like Monday, it starts. I'm eating healthy. I'm going to the gym, cardio, weights. You're going to get a new bow. And I do it for like a week and it then nothing sticks. Hey, but here's what I'll say if the Cardinals went out and said and bought a bow flex
0: or, or a <laughs> track a la and endomet can sue, it would make the Ooh. fans feel better about that, right? hey, honey, I got a Peloton, so at least he's making an effort. Steve Kime, <laughs> the, the fans are pissed off because they didn't sign anybody. So it's like, go out and bring back Robert Alford. Sign some of these free agents. You let Jason Pierre-Paul go to Baltimore. They are not going to fix your problems, but they can help mend them. They, this team has two sacks in, two, in three games. Yeah. zero interceptions. Like, at this point, when we talk about it, the season is in quarters plus one game. we always talked about 16-game season, 4-4-4-4. Four, 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 You're about to conclude a quarter of the season after this Sunday, more or less. Right. And if certain guys aren't getting it done, your pass rush is what it is. I mean, let's be honest. They got to the quarterback, uh, you know, one time yesterday. They didn't have too many quarterback hits. I mean, like Zayvon Collins blew that one play. But the pass rush, we're going to talk about it. We also want to talk about the injury situation, Bo Brock, as it relates to A.J. Green, bone bruise, bone Mm -hmm. bruise. Rashad Lawrence has a cast on his arm or his hand. He's going to be out. He actually, you told me he had surgery. Mm -hmm. What's going on with Zayvon Collins now?
1: Zayvon Collins should be okay, according to his head coach. Cliff Kingsbury said that, uh, you know, there's no big deal. I saw Zayvon Collins say leaving the complex, and um, it it just seems like it was something that impacted him during the game. Also, an update as far as Justin Pugh, you know, according to Cliff, he's day-to-day, but that means, you know, he played the second half, and it seems like he's going to be a guy that you can – you know, rely upon come next Sunday against uh, Baker Mayfield and the Carolina Panthers uh, in Charlotte. So it, not as bad as you initially thought. It's it's going to be a big loss for Rashard Lawrence because, you know, somebody who actually uh, from a draft class that's trending in the right direction, who's been playing a solid, his role solid for the Cardinals defense, he'll be missed. Uh, s- surgery on that hand. One thing like he hasn't been placed on IR officially Um, but maybe it might be with, if he does, it's going to be a designation with a return because he's playing inside. Like if you just get a hard cast, he might still be able to do what he does so well. It doesn't mean he has to, you know, intercept any footballs or anything like that. So we'll see what happens with Lawrence, but definitely out this week, Johnny.
0: Sly. I don't I think this is tongue in cheek. What about Simmons? What injury does he have? And I think he's alluding to the fact that Isaiah Simmons played 16 snaps yesterday, yet you're messaging me during the press conference today with Cliff Kingsbury. Cliff's like, hey, he played great two games in a row. Oh, really, Cliff? He was the yeah. eighth overall pick, and he played about 30% of the snaps yesterday in a in a game in which you desperately needed his athleticism. You needed a, a Pro Bowl-level linebacker to take over. And it's like, I'm looking at Ben Neiman and Tanner Vallejo and Nick Vigil. Where is Isaiah Simmons?
1: Yeah. It, it, you, Cardinals fans, guys in the, in the chat that are watching, or if you're listening on whatever podcast platform you listen to, uh, you're about to go Ken Dorsey, who went viral over the weekend by slamming his his iPad and just absolutely just throwing his uh, his offensive coordinator booth, just, just dismantling it. Because, yeah, Cliff Kingsbury said that Isaiah Simmons has played well the last two weeks. They like him in his new role. They like him in his new role that the last two weeks he's played 15 and 16 snaps, respectively. The eighth overall pick of the 2020 draft, they are completely content with him playing 15 snaps a game. I, I mean, that's 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 just completely head-scratching. That's I mean, that's got to just send you into a frenzy uh, of frustration with Isaiah Simmons and the coaching staff acting and talking like they're content with that.
0: It makes me want to throw up, as do <laughs> these numbers, Bo Brock. So I'm not sure if you heard this or not but the Cardinals right now statistically are giving up the number one passer rating to opposing quarterbacks, excuse me, at 118. And then on the flip side, right now, they have one of the worst statistical defenses against the run. Uh, I think they're giving up eight yards per carry, that being Vance Joseph's defense. So Isaiah Simmons can't get on the field with that. Uh, I'm sorry. I know we played week one and it wasn't pretty, but right now they're tied for dead last with the Raiders in defensive sacks courting opposing quarterbacks are having a field day and you can't play Isaiah Simmons. I just, I love Vance Joseph for what he's done for the Cardinals, what he did last year. That's just, that's malpractice defensively. You just can't, you're not going to win me over. I don't want to hear what you have to say about the situation. And I know we got GM Saul Bookman talking about Isaiah Simmons has to earn it, make plays, but they are so limited without him. I don't care about the, the, the issues and the inconsistencies as long as he's not covering slot receivers. Just let him be a missile. Go after quarterbacks. Right. Set the edge. Let him rush the passer. I, this whole thing. I mean, right now, it's one of the biggest storylines of the year in the worst possible way. Bo Brock.
1: I mean, he, the fact that his playing time is regressing from last year to now. It, it's it's just a complete indictment on on this organization from from Steve kime to to Vance Joseph and Cliff Kingsbury for everybody that's kind of letting this happen. And happen, and and then say, hey, we like what we've seen from him. He's working hard. He's playing well in his limited opportunities in his new role—a role that you know three weeks ago he had the green dot because, according to Vance Joseph, it makes sense because he's going to be on the field all the time. And now he's barely on the field—you know, of 15 snaps of of 60 plus potential snaps—it's just not enough. And you know, how how do you? If you're Steve Kime, I mean, we talked about how he might just take a flyer on his fifth year option. I don't even know if that's I don't even think that happens at this point. Why would you do that? Because of what he would be making and playing a bit part-time role. I mean, this is not, you know, even really reserve snaps. It's not even half the snaps. It's it's not worth whatever it would command for him to pick up that fifth year option. You
0: bring up a good a good Topic of discussion I want to get to, um, but first I want to talk about yeah you can't put over unders on Isaiah Simmons snap count on DraftKings, but new customers can bet just five dollars on any NFL team to win. They get two hundred dollars in free bets if they do. Listen, I had a good weekend uh, two weekends ago with DraftKings made over two hundred bucks. Dabbling, sprinkling on some parlays. Yesterday didn't go well. I may or may not have bet on the Cardinals. That was a mistake, but it's not a mistake for you. Everyone right now can go boost their winnings with DraftKings. Step up, same game parlays right now for every leg. You add, you can boost your winnings up to 100% with payouts even bigger than ever. Why would you bet on football anywhere else? You wouldn't. It's simple. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use that promo code PHNX. That's promo code PHNX at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details in Bobrock. We celebrated DraftKings king of the game yesterday. Mr. Hollywood Brown, 14 catches, a buck forty.
1: He looked great out there. It was kind of the... The lone bright spot for an Arizona Cardinals offense that couldn't find the end zone. Hollywood Brown was unbelievable. 14 catches, 140 yards. Very exciting to see the big acquisition of the offseason. Also something that's fun to see is our last Wednesday hang sessions at Four Peaks, which is coming down This Wednesday, is that right? Is September already over? we got to wake up the guy from Green Day. Enjoy $3 Kilt Lifters. Wow pints when you mention that you're here with PHNX. When you go to Four Peaks and you're hanging out and you say, I'm here with the PHNX crew, Johnny Venerable, Bo Brock, Frank Sanders, Damian Anderson, that means you get a $3 pint of Kilt Lifter or Wow if you just mentioned that, come hang out with us. Talk about this Cardinals team. What you like? What you don't like? What you don't like about Cliff Kingsbury or the way that they utilize or not utilize their rookie class? You got to be 21 years or older, of course, to enjoy that Four Peaks beer. And when you do enjoy it, enjoy it responsibly, Johnny. Absolutely. So you would mention time
0: and potentially picking up or not picking up a fifth-year option. It got me thinking because I've got this question a lot. You know. Is Kime on the hot seat? Is Cliff Kingsbury on the hot seat? Kind of TBD. Do they get to operate as business as usual as it relates to future moves with this club? Trades, acquisitions. Like, Do you believe Steve Kime right now, if this team falls to one and three, can go to Michael Bidwell and, and unload future picks for players to save this season? Do you believe that that is something that Michael Bidwell will say, yeah, go ahead. You've got a new contract or it's you know what, Steve? I don't know about this. You made this mess. You fix it. We'll reassess at the end of the year because that's an interesting dynamic for a GM that has traded for a player each of the last three seasons during the season. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, could the Isaiah Simmons option get picked up for a future defensive coordinator that's not on the staff? I'd just be interested to pick your brain on that because it's not a situation that Kime has faced before.
1: Right. No, he hasn't. But I, I think that as far as the trust between the owner and the GM, and this is not it has nothing to do with you, what you think, what I think, what Johnny thinks. I think that Michael Bidwell trusts Steve Kime to do whatever he wants with this roster. So if that means trading future picks, I mean, but at this at the same time, shouldn't we embrace it at this point? Like I I'm no longer well, I want going, it to happen. I want right. to the you want him to say F them picks, right? You want him to go less need on it, right? Because we we well, yesterday we saw five snaps from Trey McBride, we saw three snaps from Cam Thomas, and that was it as far as this rookie class was was concerned. Majay Sanders inactive. Uh, you had, uh, was, uh, Matthew, inactive. You had who else with Christian Matthew inactive. Got a couple guys on the practice squad. You got Dante uh, Johnson not playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah it ain't happening. So maybe maybe you just embrace that that life is as, as far as f them picks from your general manager. I mean, the only reason you, if you're Michael Bidwell that you take pause is if you're thinking about him making a move and he's not. I'll tell you that. I mean, they extended both Cliff Kingsbury and Steve Kime through twenty twenty-seven. At this point, this is a team that's not gonna hit the panic button and they're gonna they're gonna say, okay, let's let's not let's not just double down, let's triple down. And if that's the move they wanna make, they'll make it. Steve Kime's been with his
0: organization what since the late 90s or early 2000s yeah, I mean it's over 20 years it's a long it's a long
1: time maybe maybe too long uh that's Everything, a conversation yeah. I mean an- you you watch like uh, house of the dragon like he's he uh, Steve Kime is Michael Bibble's hand right Yeah. And, and he's loyal more loyal than the damn hands get in that in that damn show it's and no spoiler alert but I think that Steve Kime, he, he's he got free reign. What, everything that Michael Bidwell knows about team building, he learned from Steve Kime. He, yeah. He's not going to get rid of his buddy. I'm not going to get rid of my buddy,
0: Bo Brock, but I am <laughs> going to talk about pro football focus grades today. They were unveiled for uh, yesterday. And we like to dabble. PFF, we like what they do. It's not the end-all, be-all, but it's worth exploring if you're a Cardinal fan. And said uh, interesting numbers, Bo Brock, to say the least. This is some notable week three PFF grades. From week three against the uh, Los Angeles Rams. And, of course, Hollywood Brown with the uh, breakout game that he had. No surprise, 76.6. Then you look at some of those other numbers. Not great from Zach Ertz, 49.2, dropped a touchdown. Ertz, they need him to be better. He missed part of training camp. Again, is he working his way back? I think the same could be said with somebody like Marcus Golden. But then here's something interesting. Devon Kennard, 75.9. I just saw somebody put in the chat. Devon Kennard has one tackle on the year. (laughs) <laughs> how do, how how should we weigh this with Devon Kennard? We're going to talk about him later and trending up, trending down. But the man has no sacks. He's never close to the quarterback. But I think he does a decent job maybe setting the edge and a little bit dabbling in coverage. I know that Dennis Gardeck has a high number in coverage. But, man, you look at this group and it's like other than Watt and Zayvon Collins, you can't feel good about anything what's going on defensively.
1: No, I, I'm shocked to see Jalen Thompson as at 39, Byron Murphy at 40.6 after how well the team did as far as slowing down Cooper Cup, 44 yards receiving, he did have the 20-yard reverse for the tutty, but yeah, that's that's pretty shocking to see those low, those grades that low and Jalen Thompson recovering that, being there for that fumble, it could have been something, I mean, it might have been too little too late, but Yeah, these are kind of – this is as far as most uneven gradings. uh, Well, by the way,
0: A.J. Green's actually 43.7. So that's just a a small clerical error. Yeah, he was terrible. We all know that. We don't need PFF to tell us A.J. Green was bad.
1: Right. But to see – oh, man. I mean, James Conner grade higher than – some of these other guys. And I, I feel like you, you really wanted to see, you see more from James Conner, and maybe you need to decide, start to kind of limit his snaps even more and go with a hotter hand in the backfield. Um, but yeah, it's, it's it, it was positive. These are kind of puzzling. I don't, where did Kyler Murray grade? Do you remember? He was in, I think,
0: uh, and I should probably mandate that Kyler is always mandate myself to remember that it's Kyler is always included. He was yeah. in this, this maybe the low seventies, high sixties. Yeah. wasn't terrible, but his passing grade wasn't great. His rushing grade was better. Um, play McBride already. I know that in like the that three to five snaps he played, he was he was toward the bottom of that group. Elowon. That doesn't mean anything. Let him get let him get rolling. Uh, Connor 72 with multiple drops. Did Murphy really play that bad? I didn't think the DBs played bad. No. I thought, I mean, I, I, am not going to say, I think defensive back play is overrated. I don't, I think it's important, but right. when you don't have any semblance of a pass rush, you don't talk to me about how a defensive back is playing or not. And I know Vance well, Joseph was on the record this week saying we got to have covered sacks, right? Yeah. I watch front fours for those two teams playing Sunday night football in Denver and the um, 49ers those those teams can get after you with four people. The Cardinals can't do that. It's been a long time since the Cardinals could do that. That's a problem for Arizona. And I don't know how you fix that this year because the guys you have are the guys you have. You can manipulate. You can you know bring pressure in different ways. And Vance has always been good about getting the most out of the pass rush. This year, though, with the personnel limitations, I think it's – unless you do something drastic like moving Simmons to outside linebacker, I think it's too dr- – too dire of a situation. I think this is what the pass rush is.
1: It, it, we barely see see any snaps so far through three weeks from Victor Dumeniagi. He, he was very limited as far as a guy that we saw really play well in the preseason, and, and continues to be kind of stopped by guys like Devon Kennard, which is frustrating. I I, I kind of disagree. Um, okay. and I'm not like a advanced uh stand by any means, wow, you know, you are you love <laughs> but I, I buy more. I am disgusted that I use that <laughs> word. But as as far as uh, I think the coverage, I mean, you remember when Zayvon Collins flushed Matthew Stafford out of the pocket and he was able to find immediately a wide open receiver in, in the field? Like that can't happen. Like when, when Matthew Stafford was actually under pressure, and there was a couple times he had guys wide open wide open it wasn't a lot of time I mean he was immediately flushed out of the pocket and he was immediately able to find guys downfield and they were back breaking plays uh I, I just think that it is a big cover cover issue like there's just guys in short amount of time that can't stick with wide receivers and opposing teams are making big plays on them not just like not just like dink and dunk plays not just like shovel passes to the running back or finding a tight end who happens to be open in the middle field, like just backbreaking third down conversions that just crushed this defense. Mart's in the chat. Why aren't Cam Thomas and
0: Isaiah Sanders getting snaps yeah. Vance doesn't trust them question mark. That's exactly it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Isaiah Simmons was the top 10 pick. His rookie season did not play as a rookie. Uh, Zaven Collins last year was promised by the GM on draft night. You're going to play Cliff Kingsbury in the opening press conference. He did not come here to red shirt. He did not play, what, 20% of the snaps as a rookie. It's a Vance Joseph problem. Now, it's also a Cliff Kingsbury problem with the likes of Trey McBride. But uh, you could maybe make an argument. You've got Zach Ertz. They signed him. They didn't really consider that Trey McBride was going to be an option. But when you use first-round picks on premium positions that you feel like are going to be centerpieces of your defense, and you spend the entire offseason six to eight months saying, we got to do this, we're going to do this, these guys are going to be highlighted, and then they get benched for Ben Neiman and Nick Vigil. I I, I just, for, for me, it's like Vance Joseph is probably wants to go down with the players he believes in. And I respect that. But if you're Steve Kime, like, I don't know how you allow that to continue. If you're Cliff Kingsbury, like, fool me once, shame on you. This yeah. is who Vance Joseph is. And he is not good at developing young talent. He just yeah. isn't.
1: And I'm not a big believer in like the grass is always greener on the other side, right? In, in 91 Claycomb, I completely agree with you, man. I mean, as far as Whitaker being out there and, and the game that he had, can we please, can we at least see Trayvon Mullen who had no defensive snaps? Zero, zero defensive snaps. He played like eight special teams. Thank God he was active, Bo. Thank God. I mean, for what for? It's like, hey, go out there and, and figure it out. You're, you're going to get a good grasp of this defense being on the sideline and and really figure it out between the ears by just Ooh. watching from the same place you've watched the last three weeks. Yeah. Put, please put Trayvon I'm Moment gonna, out there.
0: I'm going to make a statement right now, and it's going to come off controversial. I hope it doesn't. Vance Joseph is is not a great teacher of football to young players. He does not simplify his defense enough. Like, the best defensive coordinators, the Todd Bowls of the mm. world, right, the best that can get the most. Nonny, out of their he. Take players. it easy. I just easy. Don't think he, I don't think he's a good teacher of young players, <laughs> and he doesn't know what to do, and he gets he probably gets impatient.
1: Yeah, does he have like, a tolerance for it? I, I don't screw, know if he screw does. it.
0: I mean, it's like yeah. we all get impatient. We get impatient with our kids. We get impatient with whatever, right? But right. you have to you have to persevere. If you're Van St- you're getting paid to do this, man, you're you know you you've been around for four years. This is everybody knows your defense. Everybody knows your shit. Like let's 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 see some progress from these young players. Not only. Not just the rookies. Like you want to sell me Cam Thomas and Majay Sanders can't come in because they're you played at Cincinnati and San Diego State. Like I can buy that, but Zayvon Collins has been a member of this organization for twelve months. Isaiah Simmons has been here forever, for almost as long as Vance Joseph has been here. So I, I'm sorry if I I have a hard time believing, and I'm sure Steve Kime feels this way, which is why they will not release him or cut him or whatever that Isaiah Simmons would leave and get with somebody who knew what the hell he was doing and mm-hmm. fix Isaiah Simmons and make him the player, maybe not what we thought he would be, but a very good starting NFL player, linebacker, safety, whatever. Right. And that's yeah. a direct indictment of Vance Joseph. And if you're Steve Kime, here's what I'll say about Steve Kime. Like, are you going to go down with Vance Joseph, not playing your rookies, or are you going to make a change? If I'm Steve Kime, I'm well, going to say, you know what, this is, this, is not, this is not working.
1: I need somebody make to make to a change. My, I, I, hey, look, the defense wasn't the big issue yesterday. I mean, the defense played well enough to win that game. When when you have Kyler Murray and what you've invested dollars on the offense, what you've dollars on the defense? I mean, that's that's the injuries.
0: But I I almost give the offense not a full pass. There's too many injuries on offense.
1: There's too many injuries with the. Receiving they ran like court. ninety plays. They just couldn't cash it in. It's not. It's not on Vance. Jo- Vance Joseph's defense. Actually, they they were put on short now, field. To they got. The, he got, left got out with blocked with the Baker forced. Hold on. The one Hold yard. On. Line. Hold on, Johnny. Yeah. The, they get the punt blocked, so the Rams come out on a short field. They put up thirteen points in the first quarter, and then there's nothing that's done until the third quarter. No from the t- offense. No.
0: Nothing. Significant interceptions. No. They don't flip field position. They, they all they did was
1: get three and outs for like three consecutive series. That's not no. good enough for you?
0: Well, they're they're statistically, they're one of the worst defenses in the NFL. Well,
1: so, but like, they were great for that span and enough time for the Arizona Cardinals to get back in the game. I'm but not offensively, I'm they not dismissing in. the
0: offense at all. No, no. But I at least have more faith in the offense because I know who's coming back. And I know DeAndre Hopkins is going to get the football. I don't know if Zayvon Collins is going to play again.
1: Like, I, right. I, I want to believe. I'm still encouraged by Isaiah. That might be stupid, but excuse I, me,
0: Isaiah Simmons. I'm okay. Isaiah Simmons. What? Okay. I but I know we're gonna get some horses back on offense. And and then I feel like the offense will figure it out because I've seen them do it. Like Vance Joseph is playing journeyman linebackers and pass rushers in critical games to save people's jobs. Devon Kennard and Ben Neiman. And Tanner Vallejo and Nick Vigil should not be anywhere near your starting defense in 2020. It's
1: a, it's a platter of ham sandwiches. Th- that, those three names, it's just a, a platter you get at Safeway of just ham sandwich after ham sandwich. And, you know, just- I wish
0: I was on an OG product right now because I, I definitely would be having a much better time. But I'm with you, man. I, I The offense needs to be better, too. No one's right.
1: No one's without blame. Well, yesterday that that's the storyline, I think. But it, let me say yeah. that I mean, as far as every draft season, and in this past draft season, uh, is is the main example. of This is like, why do they even draft need? Why would you draft the the, the need this off season was to find somebody to, to rush the passer, and they utilized two picks on it. But why do you pick them if you don't anticipate playing them? Like we didn't know that, but the organization have to had had to have had some idea. So, like, going forward, when you look at the needs on this roster, you don't even need to look at them because you got to address needs by the time these guys are playing two, three years down the road. Ian Rappaport, friend of this program, shameless Mm -hmm. plug, also
0: very in tune with the Cardinal organization, broke the Kyler Murray addendum, talks Mm -hmm. to Steve Kine. Ian Rappaport talks to Steve Kine and Cliff Kingsbury. We know that definitively. Put out a tweet when they cut Devon Kennard saying they love what they're seeing from their young pass rushers. And yeah. then, like clockwork, 10 to 12 days later, they brought him back. We're the young pass rushers. that That's a Vance Joseph problem that he gets cold feet before the, the game, the season begins. It's like, I can't. These guys are just going to, they're not going to get it done. I got to have my old buddy DK back in there. DK with his one tackle, but his you know, shiny <laughs> PFF grade. But now it's frustrating. I'm going to tell you what's not frustrating, Bo Brock is getting a COVID-19 vaccine. They're free for everybody, five and up. Those 12 and older are also eligible for the booster. It's one of the easiest things you can do. It doesn't take hardly any time. All you got to do, visit azhealth.gov slash find vaccine for a location near you.
1: I was looking at, uh, just outside the window here, and we've got some incredibly comfortable and good-looking just lounge chairs set up for Monday night football. I'm going to watch a nice showdown in the NFC East between the G-Men and the Cowboys can't wait to venture out there and hang out and just enjoy the more, more furniture you can get in your hands on some more furniture deals as well for their fall sale check out morefurniture.com that's morefurniture.com and what's up so i i want to bring up something here so bring back
0: jordan hicks according to brian <laughs> and it's interesting jordan hicks was due what 5 6 million dollars for this team and yeah. taken a couple pay cuts And uh, Cardinals have about $5 million in cap space right now. So they absolutely could have kept Jordan Hicks if they wanted to. And we all thought at the time, well, they're cutting him so they can play the young linebackers. Funny, we all thought Nick Vigil was hanging around maybe to take those premium snaps away from Isaiah Simmons and company. And that's exactly what happens. And that brings us to trending up, trending down with the Arizona Cardinals after week three. Uh, I'm in a Debbie Downer mood. Let's start with trending down, Emma, producer Emma, if we could. Here's what I feel is kind of ass Bob Brock with the Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> after week 3, uh we talked about it. Zach Ertz, my guy, you got to catch those touchdown passes. Not ideal. He has not looked explosive. I mean, last year he's like burning people against Houston. Where's the yak? Where's the yards after catch? Where are the touchdowns? Well, he could directly inf- impacts the Cardinals' inability to score touchdowns. They're one of the worst teams in converting scores after 3 weeks, and maybe you can blame that on the mm-hmm. two gentlemen to my right, Vance Joseph, Cliff Kingsbury. Bullbrock Brock, what do you think of my choices trending down this week?
1: I really like it. Uh, the, the Zach Ertz one was was, is, is, was very frustrating. Somebody that I had chosen to be the offensive player of the game and, and certainly could have uh, if he would made more of his 10 targets that he saw. So back-to-back games with double-digit targets for Zach Ertz and just not as uh, impactful as he was in the second half against the Ravens as, or Raiders as he was against the Rams six catches 45 yards as he said some glaring um just not not necessarily drops but he just didn't come up with the football and when you pay a guy the the amount of money that he was paid this off season you got to come up with those plays for your quarterback i i don't know i don't think kyler Murray was talking directly to Zach Ertz when he's saying he got to be awake when you're playing with me but more addressing the offense as a whole like he's going to go out there and he's going to scramble and he's going to make plays that most quarterbacks can't. And you have to reciprocate that you have to make your, you have to do your job as well. And Kyler didn't see enough of it. I mentioned that all the names, Connor, Ertz, AJ Green, uh, Andy Isabella guys who had opportunities to make plays for this team. And they didn't.
0: Yeah. and I think it's why a lot of people question, like you're going, you're running it back with a bunch of veterans that are older in the spring with James Connor and AJ Green and Zach mm-hmm. Ertz. What I will say is I think A.J. Green, excuse me, Zach Ertz, will be able to slide back into his his primary role when, when, again, I sound like a broken record. Hopkins comes back. Antoine Wesley comes back. Rondell Moore comes back. Zach Ertz right now, outside of Hollywood Brown, Greg Dorch, is like the focal point of your offense. He's averaging the most targets of anybody.
1: It's it's where Trey McBride is streaking across the back of the end zone, and James he, he decides to check down the James Conner. And if you watch the play, and, and he's got the, the pressure in the pocket is collapsing a little bit on Kyler Murray, and he doesn't see Trey McBride at 85, who's barely been in there, played five snaps, he's played six snaps overall. I think that there's good, like, if he doesn't have the repetition of of seeing Trey McBride open that often, I think that's a problem. But also the safety decided to jump down on James Conner instead of following Trey McBride. So I think that Kyler anticipated the safety following Trey McBride and thought he was going to have James Conner. Sometimes plays just don't work. It's not a matter of just, hey, you missed the open guy. Uh, but things definitely need to get cleaned up in the red zone for the Cardinals because they, they just can't be shut out again as far as uh, not finding pay dirt.
0: Many, how
1: about as many plays as they did on Sunday?
0: How about that direct snap to James Conner and that that one possession in the red zone where Kyler Murray wasn't even involved? I thought James Conner might have thrown the ball to Kyler Murray, and it was the direct snap, and they ended up not scoring a touchdown in that possession. Their 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 red zone offense is, is not ideal right now. It's not yeah. in a good place at all. And I think that last year they were able to kind of play bully ball a little bit as it relates to, I don't know, this team, this offensive line, they could push people around and it just made things easier. Brian Abdallah. Love you brother. (laughs) $2 super chat, not necessary, but very much appreciated as Bo and I fumble through your last name. Uh, Hollywood and Isabella deep passes points left on the field. That Isabella play. I did not put him in trending down this week because I'm just I'm at the point I can't deal with it. I him stopping. Can you
1: trend knowledge. further than the earth? Like, can you go below surface at this point? I mean, it's a, it's I asked Cliff today. I asked Cliff today. I was like, AJ Green's out. Like, what did you see from Andy yesterday? And what do you think? Is he going to have a bigger role potentially with his offense? Yeah. Just and he was just like he gave me the stock answer. Like, we we like what he did in preseason. And we'll see. He he also mentioned he hopes to see Rondell Moore this week, who we haven't seen since the hamstring injury before week one. So you know, I, I'm sure Cliff is dropping down on his knees each and every night, praying that Rondell Moore's hamstring uh, gets a little bit healthier, so he doesn't have to rely on Andy Isabella. Who that play on third down what was it third and nine? And he and, and Kyler throws deep to him, and he just stops his route. I mean, how does that happen? And, and Andy Isabella drew three pi P- in uh, flags. In the preseason, he did a very good job in doing. I'm going stop that. you
0: right there. Pre,
1: preseason, preseason. Wh- football. what's the difference? Just run, continue your route.
0: Uh, what would you imagine <sighs> that film session is like today with Andy Isabella having to look Kyler Murray and Ken Dorsey eye? Ken Dorsey after the I, I, Dorsey, I That is a critical sequence. They fumbled away. Uh, let's not let's not talk about the negatives let's talk about the positives Let's talk about who's okay. turning up for the arizona cardinals on this football team hollywood brown what can you say 14 catches 140 yards i think it was almost perfect on the day acrobatic catches people are giving him grief he dropped that uh would have been game winner last week even though the cardinals won this guy's the real deal they've made a b- lot of bad moves over the course of the last 12 months <laughs> that being steve kime uh hollywood brown was not one of them uh, Greg Dorch, I mean, how can you not love Greg Dorch? What he did right before half, Kyler Murray rolling out, hitting him seamlessly. He is just, and our GM Saul Bookman said it, like he is Steve Smith reincarnated. It's like a Steve Smith 2.0, poor man Steve Smith. And I, it's early. And I don't want to jump to conclusions here. One of the best free agent undrafted players they've ever had in this time era that has immediately come in and helped them right away. And then Devon Kennard. I'm not, I, Devon Kennard, yes, he had one tackle. Um, I was in the mindset, like, what does he give you on the roster? He has some value now. Like he's, he's put together solid games enough where if they have some packages, I'm, I'm going to be, I'm going to be straight. Like he had that pursuit yesterday that led to a tackle for loss. Like he is not, not worthy of a roster spot. 53 man roster trending up my blood pressure. I that. He's done. Oh, I... He should not be relied as a three down linebacker, but the old Vance, the Vance I, I, I grew to love the last two years would put him in a position to be successful and then sub him out. Let one of the young horses go in and and get a sack.
1: I completely uh, agree with Brian. Like JJ Watt got the second sack of the season for this defense yesterday. How how did, and you put Devon Kennard.
0: Well, I think I picked JJ last. I'm trying to diversify here. I'm looking for silver linings. I I want, how much is Devon Kennard paying you? Well, he's not, Uh, he probably (laughs) hates this show because Bo and I have celebrated the Cardinals potentially moving off of him a couple different times. I, the PFF grades, in and of itself, whatever. Put that aside. He was fine yesterday. If he if he produces the next couple of weeks and gets better, what I'm is it double down like? on this. Pressures. <laughs> I
1: don't know a sack. What is Steve Keim like? What kind of Stockholm syndrome has he just beaten into? You're you're just gonna the Devon Kennard is trending up. It wasn't. I mean, it was a brutal performance, especially offensively. But why defense- is, is trending up? I group that, Omar. Yeah, I like that. Um, I I just don't know how DK made that list. That I, I, we need to start. All right, it, can you I, run these by me before I, the show? I did not I like. You it. It.
0: I, no, no, no no Johnny. <laughs> As soon as I saw it, it took me a solid like five minutes of looking at it. I was like, Really? You really want this guy? (laughs) But like I'm not gonna ask questions. I had about like five minutes before the show. Thank you, Marcus. I I am trying to to be positive here Silver Line. We're not gonna shill out. All right. This is not a shill program. We're gonna call it like we see it. Mm -hmm. He had a he had a he had a decent day yesterday. He was trying you guys tell me get off the defense. Well, he played a lot yesterday. And the defense was better, so that's who I picked.
1: He gets an attendance award. He, he was in attendance. He, played. <laughs> he, got, he got his name called. For <laughs> he, got it. he gets a, a gold But look, Greg Dortch, the, the play you mentioned right before half, this team's down 13-3, to three, and he goes and he makes the 30-yard catch, the biggest play of the game, yardage-wise for the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, takes the shot, shot to the legs, and, and puts them in field goal range. They're able to put points on the board before going to the locker room unbelievable continues to make those plays comes out and plays the rest of the second half after taking that shot he is the epitome of what's going to start to change things and trend them in the right direction for this Cardinals organization get more, if they had if they had 52 more Greg Dorches they'd be in a great spot going forward Johnny if it was just what a the, team of Greg hell. Dorches and Devon Kennard's this this team would be unbeatable it's sad isn't it it's sad. We wish you could insert
0: Greg Dortz's moxie and toughness yeah. into about 10 to 12 other guys, because you know what? His ability got him undrafted and mm-hmm. you can't measure how much a guy wants it. It's cliche. I'm going to say it anyway. You can't measure that young man's heart. And he went out there and he balled. And every time he took some shots yesterday, he took some licks. And I'm like, he's out. They're done. Took that shot before the halftime, came back in. Right, Cardinals don't have enough gamers like that, and that's that's the difference, right? Like we talk about it at Nauseam. There are top-heavy teams. The Cardinals were a little bit top-heavy last year. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Omar, Omar
1: Lopez. I'm sorry, my man. Marcus I, I, is. Marcus is. He's he's actually he's he gets what you're saying.
0: <laughs> should I should I conclude by saying Devon Canard? This will probably be the only time you make this list. I'm happy for you. You played better yesterday, so you're trending up. It's hard. It's hard to go for any lower than he where he was can we say that
1: yeah no that's great look at you look at look at it look at dk uh maybe johnny took an ogs before the show it's possible wouldn't be the first he just did something (laughs) they're doing something completely different though and and they're helping out people get to sleep and stay asleep they've got their brand new sleep edition gummy and you don't want to sleep on these you get it you don't you don't want to sleep on these. Yeah, you heard us right. OG's is now Flavoring Dreams along with Flavoring Life. Two to one THC to CBN ratio gummy. You don't need to go to weed college to figure this one out because I'm going to explain it to you. CBN is the compound that helps specifically with falling and staying asleep. And the Sleep Edition gummy, it's delicious. It's their aqua berry flavor. You want to try it out. Highly recommend you check it out. OG's brands, OGbrands.com online. Of course on Instagram as well. You can find them their local products at your local dispensary. It is a Arizona cannabis kitchen. You got to be 21 years or older to purchase.
0: I want to talk to everybody about one of our favorite new providers, new advertisers here at PHNX because it's near and dear to my heart because I use it all the time. It's underdog fantasy. It's fantastic. We use it every weekend. Right before kickoff, you can bet on your favorite players, statistics, promotions, whatever. You can search in the App Store, click in the link in the show notes, sign up with promo code PHNX. Get this. Underdog is going to sign up and double your first deposit. They did it with mine. I deposited 100 I got 100 back. That's only at Underdog Fantasy using that promo code PHNX. Get in the action today. There is money to be made. We want you to make it here. But you got to use that promo code PHNX with underdog fantasy. Get to more of some of these comments here. We suck again, classy, nasty. Well, listen, it's a long season, right? And I think the the moral of our our spiel here today is people need to be held accountable, but also the season is not lost. I would say you look around the landscape of the NFL. Would you rather be the Raiders right now in that division? 0-3 with Josh McDaniels. Or would you rather be the Cardinals in what Bo Brock, a lot of people thought was very similar division. They got three teams that are one and two in the NFC West. And yeah, the LA Rams are two and one, but I mean, the LA Rams, they beat you again yesterday. You're one and 11 against McVay. But I mean, like you get a couple pieces back. This division is not lost. And I, I I can't stress that enough. And I said this on the post game show yesterday, the San Francisco 49ers were dead and buried last year at three and five. The Cardinals went into Santa Clara and destroyed them and they went to the nfc championship game now you want to talk about they're a second half team the cardinals aren't well maybe this is the year they change it Bo brock
1: yeah i mean it would it would have they have to buck the trend and change the narrative and that's going to be tougher and easier said than done uh and it starts with this week as cliff kingsbury said they're on the carolina but the actions are going to have to be louder than the words here as far as the arizona cardinals because nobody's believing them any longer uh, according to Howard Balzer, the Cardinals against the Carolina Panthers, you don't need to read his article to, to figure this out, that they've struggled against Carolina, but he adds more context to it as he does so well. They've won six consecutive games over Arizona, including playoff games in 14 and 15. Carolina's won the last four regular seasons by a combined score of 133-71, to 71, including 34-10 last year. If that game looks any... Any close, anywhere close to last year's game with Colt McCoy starting where they're just not competitive from the start, like then we're going to really have to start to assess the the real problem with this franchise.
0: Matt rule cannot go three and all against Cliff Kingsbury, Matt rule, who a lot of people feel like is probably going to be done after this year in Carolina, Baker Mayfield still didn't look great last weekend. They have to find a way to stop Christian McCaffrey, Bo Brock. They have to find a way to score points against the defense that has some quality players. The Cardinals wanted Derek Brown and went to pick before, ironically enough, Isaiah Simmons. He's playing well. They've got, uh, I think, uh, what's the, the first round corner playing well for them? They've got a bunch of talent on that team defensively. The Cardinals cannot go into this game again where they're playing from behind for four quarters. They have to play their most complete game. Mark in the chat says, I accept our future results. The management has done zilch to improve. And I think, Mark, you're absolutely correct in your thought process that this team did not do a lot in the offseason to get people excited. They ran it back. They made some tweaks. And outside of really Hollywood Brown, who is playing well, this is this is JC Horn. Thank you, Jordan. This is who we got. And I think the fan, we fans, in my opinion, never been smarter because we have more analytics, we have more video, we have more technology. If you're Steve Kime, and you're Cliff Kingsbury and you're Michael Bidwell, like, it's bad. It's bad when you go out and spend a bunch of money. It doesn't work, but at least you made an attempt. It's it's hard to sell your fans. We've lost this many games at home, and we didn't spend any money in the offseason on external free agents, and, you know, we're starting one and two, potentially one and three. That's not a good look, Bo Brock.
1: No, it's not. You just have to score 17 points against Matt Rule. That seems okay. to be... That's the sweet spot? That's the sweet spot. I don't... I think he's either got one win career when the opposition scores more than 17 points. It just isn't a lot. Um, but he's either got one or zero wins. It's not a lot. And the Arizona Cardinals, the offense has to have a bounce-back game regardless. And look, it just the trends say if you can score 17 or more points, you're a big fat winner against the Carolina Panthers. It would do... Wonders for this team. And I, I believe what Cliff says, I mean, to come out after all this, two and two, it, it is it is uh, pretty much Shawshank Redemption. You're just kind of going through all that shit to get on the other side and find a little freedom.
0: You've got freedom right now to go to gophnx.com, become a member, fifty nine ninety five dollars for the entire year. And guess what? It's going to comp you a free T-shirt from the PHNX Merchandise Locker. Check this out, our brand new Hollywood Hills sign atop Camelback Mountain. These are the hottest new release tees at the PHNX Merchandise Locker. It's a brand new release. It's fantastic. We also have the Touchdown Celebration T-shirt Little baby Yoda touchdown celebration t-shirt. We love it. We love our our partners and we love gophnx.com. Check out the locker. Become a member today. Read the work of my many talented peers, including Bo Brock, Howard Balzer, and more. We're getting geared up for week three. We're getting geared up for uh, Coyote Suns coming up. You can check all that out and more at gophnx.com. All right, Bo Brock, final thoughts, putting a bow on the old week three loss to the LA Rams. What do you need to see from the Cardinals this week to make you feel good about this team potentially contending in 2022?
1: This offense coming out of the gates showing that they can be a top tier offense in the NFL Scoring's down across the league, but the Arizona Cardinals need to be a part of that trend kind of going the other direction. And Kyler Murray in his offense, they haven't looked right. You you like what they've done as far as how many plays they've gotten out there. How many, you know, sustaining some drives in the second half so the last two weeks, but they need to cash out. They need to get a lead and they need to play ahead. Maybe then we can start to see them incorporate the run game a little bit. That's been a really has hasn't been a conversation that we've had all season long. Uh getting out and, and really having that fast start that they've been talking about for the last two weeks. It has to happen this week in week four against Carolina. Brian says just get some first downs, right? I
0: I think March says we need to put some points up early. I think most people are looking at the offense because, again, we don't want to think about a a fate of Baker Mayfield getting torn up uh, or tearing up this defense. And here's what I will say. The Cardinals have faced three Pro Bowl caliber quarterbacks or better each of the first three weeks. They got two World Series champions in Matthew Stafford and Patrick Mahomes and Derek Carr, who who they did. Super Bowl, I'm sorry. uh, World champion. Yeah. And then Derek Carr in week two. Right, Pro Bowl level quarterback. That's not Baker Mayfield. That's part of the reason no. Kyler Murray is two and zero against him, as is Cliff Kingsbury. But they also lost last year to Cam Newton when he was washed at State Farm Stadium. But you know, it's it's one of those things where I think we're going to be sitting in a bad way if it's the first quarter and Carolina jumps out to an early lead because you start to think about how those players are going to feel. Not again. Woe is me, Kyler, come save us. Right? We can't make any. We can't do anything right. Whereas, like. It feels like if you get up early on Carolina, I know they won this week, like that team more than likely you can get them to quit, right? They they are yeah. not bought in on Matt rule. The Cardinals need to step on the gas this week. There's no excuses, Bo Brock.
1: Not at all. They, they were able to limit New Orleans to 14 points. So, you know, Kyler Murray's way better than Jameis Winston. He has to prove it on Sunday on the road. Uh, you, you, they backed themselves into this corner. You know, you can say what how how poorly they performed against Matt Rule in Carolina, um, but they, they now they have to just. This is a big win. This is not a must win, but this is a big win that is is right there for them to take on Sunday. Be sure to like, subscribe, leave us a
0: five star review wherever you get your podcast. Like this video, subscribe to the YouTube channel PHNX Sports. Follow us on Twitter PHNX underscore Cardinals. We are back. Audio only episode dropping Manana, Damien Anderson, our guy running back for the Arizona Cardinals, is back on Wednesday. Loaded week of coverage here on PHNX Cardinals. Let's get it dub. See you guys.